0: St. Louis, will you tell me the guys' names on the team so when I go
1: to see them in that St. Louis ballpark, I'll be able to know those fellas. Well, now, it's all right, folks. All right. Excuse me, I want to fire out the fellows' names. As long as it's okay I'm with the you i crazy office. about baseball. Uh, as long as, uh, will you stand still? Pick up your hat. Go pick up your hat. Okay. Now, look, then you go and peddle your popcorn and don't interrupt the act anymore? Yes, sir. All right, but you know, strange as they seem, they give players nowadays very peculiar names. Funny names? Nicknames. Pet not, names. not as funny as my name, Sebastian Dinwiddie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Funny and Oh, back. absolutely. Yes, now, on the St. Louis team, we have uh, who's on first, what's on second.
0: And that, of course, is the famous Abbott and Costello doing the who's on first comedy bit. You're listening to Fortress of the Tribe. A new episode, a new podcast, the only podcast of rsportsbaseball.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's opening day. Baseball has started. Can you feel it? I can, um, as you could tell. So the season got off trying to figure out who's going where. Why? Because Frankie Lindor is hurt. So he's not starting for us. So we had Asdrubal Cabrera playing shortstop and Will Myers playing third and Jose Ramirez playing second. Now, thankfully, the depth of the team, we're okay. Uh, people are getting at bats. The team is doing okay. We've run into a couple of buzzsaws, and we need to acknowledge uh, the teams that, you know, we, right now it's two and four. Uh, Berrios on the R Twins threw lights out. Fantastic game. We lost 1 nothing. Can't complain about that. Uh, another game uh, today, actually, we lost to the R Blue Jays. Uh, we had Bauer going against Bauer, who's not on the R Indians. He's on the R Blue Jays, and uh, he threw a great game, beat us. Uh, then the other two games, unfortunately, uh, Kluber and Carrasco, let's just say they messed up the bed. They only went uh, three to five innings, not good outings. Uh, so we're two and four right now. The good thing is the offense, the stats are there. And basically, if you have listened to the show at all, you know that this in our sports baseball, the VBL, the only professional virtual reality baseball league, you know that uh, the game is based on statistics. Now, with that said, you know, the team right now is hit in real life. The, our players have hit, I think, about 18, 22 home runs. So far in the six games we've played, we've only hit seven. <laughs> so we have a lot of home runs banked somewhere. Hopefully they come out, and they will come out during the course of the season. Um, for a little quick synopsis, the game is based on sabermetrics, metrics, linear weights. Uh, now the key to it, which is different than last year – And this makes it really exciting and actually a little more, even more realistic than it already is. But you're setting your lineups a day in advance. So today we set our lineup for tomorrow's game. None of us can predict the future. We don't know how the players are going to, you know, perform from game to game. You really have to base your lineups and hopes or expectations on the fact of what's on the back of the baseball cards. And let's be honest. Growing up as kids, what what was one thing we had? We had baseball cards. I still have my baseball card collection, thank God. Um, Yeah, I like to. I I know in there I have Tony Gwynn's rookie card, Ricky Henderson, Ken Griffey Jr., uh, Cal Ripken Jr., uh, number uh, Eddie Murray. I go way back into the 70s. Yes, I'm dating myself. So I got a lot of good cards. That one of these days I'll pass down to to Joseph, my son, if he wants them. If not, uh, we'll keep them and uh, maybe buy. We'll sell them off and buy the uh, summer house that we've always wanted in Key West. Just an idea. So anyway, season has started with two and four right now. Um, I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, I think statistically, as I just mentioned, you know, things will catch up and we will start to run a nice wave. We have a Julius Chassin pitching for us uh, the next game. He uh, has done very well so far. Uh, then you got Carlos Carrasco and. Mike Clevenger to close out the series against the R. Blue Jays, a uh, very good team right now. They're seven and one. I mean, they're uh, half a game out of first, right behind the Yanke- our Yankees, who are seven and zero. So I-, I think we're you know at the beginning of the season, you, you got to adjust a team, got to feel your team out, see how things go. Uh, you know, we went in with a plan this year. I've talked about it all winter. I, I think it's a, a good plan. Uh, I did wind up having to put a little bit more money into raising the spending cap, but, you know, if you're going to compete with some of the teams that in our sports, you know, I'm not going to say big market teams because in all honesty, in the virtual world, you have the choice to be in a big market team or not. Um, If you decide to, you know, do something where you don't want to invest in the team and that's your prerogative. I'm not saying invest so much as to, uh, You know, you don't want to raise the, you know, raise your cap, and you know, but you could still build a team to be a winner. That's great, more power to you. But then there are some teams who, you know, have reached, you know, paid for a very high cap. I believe a couple teams have 230 million, 240 million. Now, if they go over 206, they're getting, you know, hit with a luxury tax. But uh, that's okay. You know, I, I think. What makes this game great is you have the ability to do what you want in your ownership and your your plans of, of playing baseball and how you want the game to be played. Uh, it's not something that, you know, again, if you love baseball, the idea of not knowing game to game, but having the ownership of these players, you know, that's what makes it seriously that's what makes it just really – I mean, I own a baseball team. I realize it's virtual reality. Oh, 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 what's going on here? Tapped in a little too early to the music. That's okay. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think as the season goes on, you're going to find our team, you know, those who root for the tribe, the R-Tribe, you know, you have something to root for. I mean, I we got five stars: Kluber, Carrasco, Julius Chassine, Mike Clevenger, Merrill Kelly. By the way, Merrill Kelly. So far, I got to give my uh, my front office guy, Chris Hakes, uh, a thumbs up. Two games in, he's pitching lights out for the Arizona Diamondbacks in real life. He's pitching for us. Uh, two games he's going to be throwing. He's got a 3.88 li- linear weight for the next game. Got to love that. I mean, linear weights has a lot to carry for, for, from game to game. And he threw eight innings, so he's pretty much a lock. Unless, I don't know what happens, the offense completely goes down the tubes, but um, we should have a good time with that game. And, um, I mean, what's going on in baseball itself? You got a couple of free agents still out there, like uh, Keuchel and and, and, uh, Kimbrell, uh, haven't been signed at all. I heard rumors that, you know, the the Mets in real life are talking about signing him, and it's going to take $17.9 I mean finances today in baseball is just out of control and they're out of control in the VBL as well. <laughs> uh, we've gone over that during the winter time. I mean, it's one of those things that, again, what makes the sport the VBL so great is you get to live out pretty much what every team owner and, and GM goes through on a day-to-day basis. And our sports itself has done a nice job, you know, making it a reality. I mean, it's not that easy. Um, I think a couple of teams had a little bit of a misunderstanding coming into the beginning of the year where they put teams out that really had a tough time fielding a starting team. Um, but it's called adjusting. I, I think some of them were new owners. They had to learn the game a little bit. And, I th- you know, I think they'll they'll wind up doing fine. Um, but, you know, you can't, as the rule state, you know, the minor leagues start a week after baseball starts. So... You can't go short your team hoping to bring up minor league players. I think you have to understand that you want the league, all 30 teams, to somehow be competitive. Uh, You know, one of the great things about our sports is you can't tank. If you say, you know what, my team's not going to win this year, I'm going to trade pieces off, collect prospects so that I could build for the future, not a bad plan. I'm not – totally against that if you feel your team is a ways off however in real life in the major leagues the major league team would not put out a minor league team you need to have professionals major leaguers out on the field same with our sports it's really you can't just go and try to put minor leaguers out there because it's besides really not looking good for your own team it devalues the league itself I think people need to understand, and I think they they will understand that that as a whole, this is a competition, uh, a competition where we're all trying to one guy or excuse me one owner, guy or girl, or woman is going to win fifteen thousand dollars or more at the end of the year. There's only one winner. Everyone else is second place, and we all know what that means. You lost. Uh, you know, it's nice to, to have the run. There are going to be division winners that. Each division winner wins, you know, a good amount of money, uh, but not not the winner. I mean, the ultimate winner, I mean, it, it's a great amount of great time. You, you get the ring. Oh, I saw the ring. The Nationals won. Very envious. You go on their Twitter, Am I even? you have to find their Twitter. But when you see their Twitter, they got the ring posted with the trophy. Nice job, Greg. Anyway, I wanted to get going on this year. I got a great interview coming up uh, with Michael, the RAs, and – just in the GM of the R Phillies. I think you're going to enjoy it and I you know, again, I hope you guys have a good time. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Welcome back to Fortress of the Tribe. I'm with special guests today: Michael Weinish of the R. rays the owner and GM, as well as new general manager of the R. Phillies, Justin Stout. Guys, how you doing today? Doing all right, Rick. How are you? Not bad, Michael. How's it been? How you been? You've been busy this uh, off offseason. We, sit, we sit certainly
1: have. Meeting. Yeah, you've been busy. Well, busy with you too, as as you're well aware. And I heard yes, a like a pending that. trade, which I guess we could discuss on the air, uh, being that we we're
0: trying to make something happen. Um, Justin, you just took over as the R-Phillies. Owner, new ownership came into play uh, right about, I'd say, about a month ago. Right, guys? It was about about a month, month and a half. Yes, sir. R-Phillies were just new ownership. Uh, Justin, you were originally with the R-White Sox organization as assistant general manager and now with the R-Phillies as general manager, I have to say that's a promote michael that's like the first promotion I think we've had in in our
1: sports, correct? so far, would you officially say that I think it sounds right to me i haven't uh, i've seen maybe some owner to g n yeah some switches there, but never a promotion yeah, I think this is more of a promotion and, and a switch of a team. I kind of like that,
0: kind like stealing like you know kind of like you know going into the cupboard and, and grabbing something silently
2: uh, so yeah, Justin I- has it been as the new uh, GM for the R Phillies? Oh, it's been fun. I mean, working with Mike has been fun, and uh, we're constantly going back and forth every day, exploring different strategies and whatnot, and uh, it's definitely a different side than, than when I was working with Dan and whatnot, so it is, it is a lot of fun.
0: Would uh, you say that the... I guess the question is, with Mike, the new owner, did you guys sit down and look at the team and say, you know, because you guys have been active since you took over. Can we win now do we want to you know try to gather like prospects or we're we gonna roll the dice and go for it now
2: uh so when I first initially talked to Mike he pretty much told me like this is what I want to do this is what I want you to do and I was all for it um him and I both kind of agreed that we have the roster to at least make a push and try to fill some other holes so yeah we, we even look at it saying like we got to tear this puppy down and start over we have a, a good foundation here and let's make some moves
0: Okay. I mean, I can tell you, uh, you know, because Mike and I went to winter meetings in December and I would definitely, now Mike and I are in different divisions, but I would definitely say that uh, from the outside, Michael, jump in on this one from the outside looking in, I think the national league East is actually going to be a pretty competitive division. Definitely uh, should be. Michael's as well. Cause oh, I'll get to Michael's in a second, but the national league East, I mean, last year was basically a two horse race. Between the Braves and the Nationals. The Nationals wind up winning and they wind up winning the whole thing. And we've we've congratulated Greg enough on that one. Now we're all <laughs> ready to go again to the season to kick his ass. Um yes, that was a that was a shot shots fired at at Greg. <laughs> he's <laughs>
1: not sure. here to defend himself, so, right? You, you gotta have him here to defend himself next time. Well, he he actually
0: is <laughs> gonna come on uh Greg again, um probably in a week or two. Uh, I'm setting that I'm setting that up. Cool. He uh Hold on one second. Oh, it's okay. All right. a little n- noise in the background, but I'll take care of it. So um, we also have Michael, who's the R-Rays. Now, again, last year you wound up having, I think, maybe a better season than you originally thought with some of the moves you made. And But you seem to be really going for it now against the, the R-Yankees and probably with the new owner – well, I'm not going to say the new owner of the R-Red Sox, but uh, – the, the original owner. U- yeah, UMass joining in to run the
1: Red Sox. Right. How do you, what do you think is going to happen with your division? No, look, I mean, last year we definitely, uh, you know, we cleaned house. And part of that was helping the Phillies out, you know, build their roster with Chris Archer. Uh, but, you know, for us last year it was, it was really cleaning house and uh, acquiring as many prospects as we possibly could. This, this offseason it was, it was, you know, kind of going the other way around. Uh, traded for Yellich, traded for Yandi, as you're well aware. Yes. Uh, free agent signings, McCutcheon, Harvey, Wainwright. And, uh, you know, we're definitely feeling confident. And it's as you said, it's a tough division, especially with the Yankees picking on Machado yesterday. Uh, yeah, I saw that, I, which I kind of figured once they traded Stanton, I say,
0: um, for those of you who don't know, there was, you know, the uh, all Cardinals got Stanton, right?
1: Yeah, it was, they, they pretty much got him for, uh, you know, a couple of – Couple of D- know, all right prospects, but it was really just a salary dump to get to, to be able to keep Machado was the one right. Was. That's
0: what I figured. I mean, now again, we could you know, I mean, pe- people who make trades, I mean, that's something that's uh, that everyone's prerogative. I'm not gonna. I, one of the things I've never done is gone on the show, really, and I guess banter or you know, come be condescending about what other people want to do for the trades. Everyone's got a plan they
1: want to you know work on. Absolutely, that you know. Um, no, and to that point, you know, for the Yankees, they are Yankees. They, In that deal, I feel like they had to make that deal if they wanted yeah, to get I, a guy. I like can't disagree it. with you. I mean, I
0: think if they wanted to sign Machado, which they signed to over $400 million, they're going to,
1: you know, everyone's got a, a, a budget sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, that's fine. And if, and if we were going to do that, we'd have to add another $40, $40 million to our budget. So uh, we're, we're never going to be there, that's for sure. <laughs> I promise you, Rick. Yeah,
0: like
1: yeah, just look at the raise of that cap, man. You know, stop, stop bumping that cap up. We got to win a championship first.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, you, hey,
1: you've done a nice job over there. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I'm not in your division. I mean, I uh, no, we, we we lost the uh, problem is we lost 100 games last year, and the real the real raise 190, and we uh, we have made some good deals, but we made a couple bad deals too.
0: So we we want to make sure that, that. Uh, everybody's going to go through that. I mean, you can't not every deal is going to be you know, winning deal. What? Um, no, you're, you're looking good for this year, too, Rick. Don't, don't sell yourself short. Well, thank you. Of course, we'll see what happens. I mean, um, I went in with a plan. I think um, I've been pretty open
1: with that. Uh, my plan... Like I'm a regular was, listener. I'm a regular listener. So, yeah, I know all about it. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> just as <laughs> just as I, I went... Justin, I went in
0: this year i said i'm spending i 'm spending every dime of free agent money I possibly can <laughs> <laughs> that 's what I went for um, you know i made a lot of trades to restart rebuilding the farm, so that that's what, that was my goal, but enough of me uh, Justin, so sure. you know one of the things i 'm curious about is how are you guys going to run day to day games and and uh, lineups
2: uh, as far as who's going to handle that or yeah who's, who's handling that? Uh, I, don't, I honestly don't know right now. We haven't really discussed that far in advance, but if I had to take a guess at it, I would think it would just be either one of us, whoever gets the opportunity to handle it. But uh, I don't have a solid answer for you on that one.
0: Okay. And it's something to work out. because Michael will tell you, because, you know, I'm pretty sure the lineups come out sometime at, uh, before 7 o'clock in the morning, usually. And then, really, once you get rolling the season, you can make a lineup in 15 minutes. I mean, right. you can take a look yeah. at how you guys have the linear weights off for that day, and uh, you'll have an idea of who you want to play. So, really,
1: is it going to be a little different this year with set, setting them in in advance, or at least uh, I thought it was going to be like a weekly type thing. Correct me if I'm wrong there.
0: The pitching rotation is going to be a weekly thing. So on Sunday yeah. nights, we have to set the rotation up for the week. So right, right, right. that will, you know, that that will stop the. Uh, uh, for lack of a better term, bait and switch of of starting pitchers, if you have them. Now, you know, since you brought that up, Michael, I will say you were the innovation for – well, not the innovation in baseball, but the innovation in our sports for the opener. You know, it, it was – like last year was yep. the beginning of this new phenomenon in baseball of having a relief pitcher start the game, go an inning or two, and then your normal starter, for those yep. who don't know what the opener is – would jump in the game and throw his five to six innings and then you have your closer so yeah. you had to rearrange basically and plan differently than
1: everybody else was, yeah, what, yeah. Was, the last year was it was in, and sorry to interrupt you rick it was it was tough only because of you know the way we were set up it was you know we, we had to have rest for our starters so guys like ryan Stanek and diego castillo if they would get some starts we have to you know shuffle them in every fifth day but this year, we're going to be able to use them a little more regularly. Uh, so, Not to interrupt
0: yeah. you, but since we're on, we're on video and we can see each other, this topic, ladies and gentlemen, this topic has caused, like, some major stress for Michael. Uh, he's so you seriously can see he just Michael, grabbing right? his head, like, wondering how he's going to get through the <laughs> of the upcoming season.
1: <laughs> and, 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 we, and we hedged on that because, you know, we signed Matt Harvey. We signed Adam Wainwright. We traded for Mike Miner. To go with Blake Snell and Jack Flaherty, so
0: you keep up point
1: I forgot about
0: Mike. Michael did a phenomenal job signing Blake Snell ahead of ahead of the game. That was yeah. an awesome contract. I, I, I applaud
1: Michael could see me. You Not can't. What? What? Listen, hey, listen. He he got he took a it was a, a seven year deal with a couple of team options. He's going to max out. I think it's like seventy five million. So, yeah, the real-life the real race probably missed that boat. But, look, one season is one season. We'll see how it right. goes from this point on, right? Got to do it again. Right. But, look, it's, it's something that with our payroll we'll be able to manage pretty well, regardless. That's okay. So, Justin, so what we're, basically how we got into this was you're going to have to set your rotation
0: on Sundays for the week. Okay. So, if you got your five starters. You're going to have to set them up. And you're gonna, you are allowed to have a six starter in there as an emergency. All right, like someone goes, you know, gets, you know, in real life, they throw two innings and they're blown out. You're going to have that sixth man, that long man in there that you play, you know, you'll have that for every game. That's how you'll set it up. And then, of course, you'll be able to set up your relief core day to day. The lineups, which we were, we were starting to get to, the lineups, to my understanding, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right about this, you're still going to be doing day to
1: day, but you have to yeah, set them. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Rick, you're right yeah. on
0: that. You have to set them by – uh, Twelve o'clock uh, Eastern time, or three o'clock uh, Western time. But you have to set them for the day, and you're not going to be able to see what the other team's lineup is going to be. Right. And then the game is usually run anywhere between four thirty and five thirty, usually uh, our time, since we're all on the East Coast. So, you know, I, I'd like to, you know, looking at things. I mean, we are not. I was talking to uh, the new owners of the Tigers and Marlins the other day, and you know, they've been active as well, just like you, Justin, when you jumped into the Phillies camp. So I think everyone basically realizes, and this is one of the things uh, like Michael, myself, and uh, a couple of other owners told Tory at the winter meetings was, you know, the it seemed shocking to the front offices of our sports, the commissioner's office, uh, the amount of trading that we all did. And what we finally got down to brass tacks, as we told Tory and the rest of the front office was, you know, the idea of on the advertising of our sports website was we get to be the G- GM. We get to make the moves that we're always, and just so everyone knows, Michael and I are both rabid Mets fans. And so yes, far we're pretty happy with the, the real life Mets. But my point <laughs> is, you know, Michael and I could go back and forth on, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? And now we do this ourselves day to day. You
1: know, yes. Justin,
0: what do you think think about that the idea of that and and let's face it you you have you you're from the aspect of having a boss you know michael and i if we make a terrible move the only thing we could do is bust our heads against the wall like why we do that you got to hear from your owner on why you did a particular move or not
2: right well so to use I finally i finally got that first trade out of the way i've been working i worked a lot with the white Sox trying to move lorenzo kane and all that stuff so it was kind of like a little thing that held that hung over my head um knocking out this first trade so yeah to, to tell you what it's been like i guess working out that first trade with mike it was um i, I i'm not gonna lie to you actually to, to roll back a little bit when i put lorenzo kane on the block or when i put eflin and, and velasquez, velasquez on the block all i got were like I think within minutes I had 15 messages, which I thought was, you know, absolutely crazy. I couldn't keep my mind together. One team would say we want to offer this and I'm like, let me get back to you. And then two text messages from another organization. So I wasn't expecting it to be, you know, that crazy, but as far as uh, the first trade and how it worked with Mike, him and I just kind of, I was like, look, he's like, do the legwork. And then when you figure out something that we both agreed to, or that both teams agreed to come back to me and, uh, I'll see if I'm willing to pull the trigger. So that's pretty much how it's been with him every time. So really, in the end, I do the legwork, but then it's him banging his head on the wall because he's the one that finally gives me the last go-ahead-and-do-it. So.
0: And how I, I think it should be. I mean, um, and you're right. Uh, I could tell – you know, since the trade that uh, Justin's uh, talking about is he was able to acquire a Madison Bumgarden from the Giants, correct?
2: Yes.
1: Okay. Great trade, by the way, there. Yes, nice trade, by the way. Yes. I, I, Congratulations on that.
0: Yeah. Um, you tell Mike's already pissed off. He's very – <laughs> I asked
1: about him – I know, look, I asked about him at the winter meetings, but, you know, I fell asleep at the wheel. And, and, and look, you didn't that's fall asleep. I mean, you, look, you, had a, you did a lot of other moves. But I will say this, since, I,
0: since actually Justin and I were involved with the potential of the trade uh, with that in mind, as we were discussing actually moving Kluber at the time, uh, right around the same time as, you know, as – he was discussing with other teams, rightfully so, uh, for Madison Bumgarner and I'm sure some others maybe on the Mets or some other teams. And really, I got to be honest, Justin, I got to be honest, we did like the package we were discussing. At the bottom line, it came down to everybody in my group asking the one question, does it does it help my 2019 VBL team now? And, and for us, the reason why we wound up saying no was, it made our team weaker. And right now, you know, as, as an owner, I, I honestly feel I have a window to every team that feels like they have in, in contention, you have a window. For me, Mike said my window is I got now maybe next year, I got to do something now, and if I weaken the team, what's the point? Right. You know, Mike, you can relate to that. I mean, right now um, look. you've made changes to, to set yourself up this year to give yourself an honest shot against – the Yankees, Red Sox, and Blue Jays, who will, yep. you know, I think you've done the most improving in that division so far.
1: Yeah, we, we definitely, look, last year's roster was, was, was I don't want to say was was going to win a, a World Series, but this year, it's we wanted to be able to, to win now and also build for the future. So we definitely, you know, gave up some prospects, but, but, but we had a, a strong draft last year too. That, that helped uh, fill some of those holes. And look, Rick, we, we made some deals too. I, I, I feel like. I have uh, ten Indians prospects in my system at this point. But uh, you, you, have some, you, you have some <laughs> different ways over there too. That's for sure. Oh yeah, I, yeah.
0: I, I've made a lot of trade. I, I mean, I um, and you I feel like your whole system has been upended. But your system is is, is looking good now. Well, thank you. I mean, that was that, that was our objective. Really, we looked at. Yeah. Going into it, we looked at the uh, roster and said, you know what? There's a number of big contracts that we're not thrilled. I mean, look, the ball players are ball players, And, you know, you got to yeah. look at it, so how they're going to help you for this year, in my opinion. And we said, well, if we could, in free agency, replace a contract. And while doing so, you know, try to keep it relatively financially responsible, which is an inside joke to all VBL owners because we're not. Um, <laughs> You know, if we could make the trade, re you know, we and get prospects for those trades, you know, then to us it was worth it. That's why, you know, we were so busy. And yeah, I, I mean Michael and I did we wound up trading um Yandi Diaz to Michael, uh for
1: uh top of my head, four prospects. Yeah, it was uh I think we get we got Yandi and Seltzer who are the same guys the real life race got. And you got uh Jake Myers,
0: Lenaris right. and Jewel.
1: Myers, Lenaris, Walls, and Jewel. No, that was – we also made the deal earlier for uh, who and Mercado. Oscar Mercado is looking good this spring training, Rick. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, I've been watching. He, he's still on – if you look, I made the
0: roster moves today, and right now I'm down to 29, and he's won the 29.
1: <laughs> no, he's – I just saw him – he's on MLB Network today. It was um, Indians uh, – who were they playing? I forgot who they were playing. Uh, but, no, I was just watching um, Scherzer also throw six six-strong –
0: yeah, I was good. Need, need, need opening day to come. Very yeah, excited. I, I honestly can't wait. I'm like, you know, Justin, how do you – like, you brought up the – white when you were with the White Sox, the, uh, trying to move Lorenzo Cain. I'm curious because you guys want, came out of the box. In, were you part of the signing of Lorenzo Cain when the VBL started last year?
2: No, I, uh, I joined the league in January, so I was not a part of that.
0: Okay, because we – and, Michael, you can jump in on this, but, I mean, Lorenzo Cain's yeah. contract – that the r white sox signed into was what six years and really backloaded it yeah it was, it was a yep.
1: it was a big it was it was actually similar to my deal with Hosmer Eric Hosmer a year ago if you remember we signed right, five ninety yeah. I think Kane was like five ninety two or something like that
0: yeah and like the last two years like twenty five million a year
1: yeah i uh look i'm you know, well, I don't, I don't know. know. I was I moved Hosmer, but we 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 took back a couple of you know we got Jay Bruce for uh, that contract's not so good either, but you know signing those long term deals you're definitely going to be tough um, dealing them with the back end. But look, Lorenzo Cain was what a five six four player a year ago. He's worth it. Oh yeah, no
0: no doubt. I mean he's worth it. But I, my but the question I was leading to, and Justin, maybe yeah. you could help answer this was, you know once you guys signed him, you guys tried shopping them pretty much second half of all last year. In the beginning, and in the off season, um, when you were with the White Sox, I know you're not there anymore. So I'm just curious how that went down.
2: Uh, how the the shopping went? Well, it was brutal. <laughs> uh, now that, now that we sat through a little bit of a little bit of free agency, and I'm seeing guys get like Brian Dozier signed. I believe a sixteen and a half million dollar deal. Don't quote me on that, but it was somewhere at fourteen to sixteen million. Yeah, It was expensive. It
1: was up there. I saw that deal. I was. And I'm-
2: I've seen Harper take 10 years and 400 million and Manny's has gone for 10 years and 400 and uh, people were really sting- uh, stingy on like 15 million a year for Lorenzo Cain, which at the time I thought I understood, but now that I'm seeing these free agent contracts go off the board, it doesn't make any sense to me as to why people were um, really, really, really hairy with just taking that contract. I mean, I know he's getting older, but I mean, as far as trading him was concerned, it was like every offer I got or any negotiation I made was going to be a A loss a loss for us it was we were a lot of people wanted us to package something with lorenzo kane that would make them feel better about making the trade and cover salary and it was it was a mess i mean for me personally my idea behind it was to be like the real life white Sox. we have to or like you know the athletics in real life we got to plan the team control game and have a cheap roster to be able to compete and I didn't think that we had that when I was there, but I don't want to. I don't want to alleviate too much on what Dan might be trying to do or what Bob might be. No, no,
0: no. To I, not, you up. don't need to. I, I was just curious because you don't usually see, you know, someone as a free agent sign in all league anyway. You sign, you, you go after somebody, you sign them, and then it just felt like, you know, you guys by the second half were uh, just trying to move them right away. Just, it was a little odd in that fashion. I think to your point of somebody's large contracts that are going through right now has to do with, you know, I guess I, I you know, I guess I, as an owner, I say, well, you know what, I'm making the decision to spend this money, sign this player for this amount, you know, to take on someone else's decision from whatever year it was that they signed. That's why I think sometimes a tough pill to take on. I think that's, that's a general feeling, Michael, you're an owner too. Yeah. Maybe, what do you think about that?
1: No, look, I mean, we're, we're definitely tight on payroll. I mean, that's, that's, that's notwithstanding. We started at 85 a year, or 85 or 95, I don't remember which one it was, but we're at, we're at, a, at 110 now, so we, had, we did add a year ago. But going into this offseason, we had about 60 to 70 million to spend. So, you know, we, 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 we worked within our limits. I, I'm not expecting us to add, add too much to uh, what we have right now. But, um, look, that's, that's, that's part of the ball game. Uh, real
0: quick, last question, what do you guys, uh, we'll go with Justin first, uh, what was your thoughts or feelings uh, and how it went about with the Arizona State University uh,
2: arbitration cases? Okay, um, so I don't think I can really say much about that, only because at the time I was traveling to my deployment, so I You're wasn't fired. able to participate <laughs> with that, but uh I mean, I did go back and I did watch some of the ones that they posted on Twitter. And first of all, I thought it was really cool because I've never seen something that from a fantasy perspective has been taken to such like a real level before. Um, So I thought that was pretty sweet. I thought it provided a lot of good experience for the students. Obviously, that's what they're probably trying to to gain out of this. And uh, I was honestly just blown away. I think it was last week's show that you made or maybe a week and a half ago when somebody said, go on and look at the Jacob deGrom case.
0: Yeah, Jackson.
2: Yes, and I was so I was like, all right, I'm doing it. I went back and I looked at it, and I watched, you know, most of it before I had to do something else. And I was just, I was blown away. I thought it was awesome. I've never seen a real life arbitration or, or even understand how it works, so seeing that kind of provide a little bit of clarity. But I thought they did a great job.
0: Yeah, I was actually upset that I didn't try to go to arbitration with more of my cases, Michael. You're, what do you think?
1: Ah, oh, same, Rick. I, uh, you know, I just like last year we agreed before uh, we went to a a Hearing and um, we only had two guys, but it would have been would have been fun to be a part of it. Uh, I watched I watched some of it online, and um, look, if I was a college student right now taking part in that, I would. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm I'm envious. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, I, I saw it as a fantastic experience for
1: you know grad students who are studying sports law to yeah, take it. A, it really, a- yeah, unbelievable experience. I mean, you, you really can't get that kind of a real. You can't get it in the sense of, in the sense of getting into real life. Yeah, I'm looking forward to what they're going to do next year
0: for that. I'm also looking forward to see how UMass, uh, with, that is involved with the All Red Sox, what they do with that team and how they run it. Um, now, Alec, who's the new owner for the Tigers, is attending UMass. So, again, I'm, I'm, that's actually two teams that UMass is well, technically involved in. So I'm kind of curious how that goes. I'm, I want to see how it goes because now if you think about Arizona state, you got um, Jackson who already owns the all blue Jays attends Arizona state for his um, graduate degree. And Austin is going there. He owns the diamondbacks and Xavier is the GM for the Giants So the fact that the universities are getting more and more involved and Michael, since we're both owners and investors, it's, I don't think it really helps us monetarily in the beginning. I think, down the line, as far as branding goes, it helps build the R sports label, which in the long run will help investors such as you and you and I.
1: Yeah. No. Look, it's um, I, I think even you know, just just fantasy baseball in general is um, is definitely it, it, it's for all crowds. But in the sense of the virtual world and esports and everything like that, um, it's it's a growing field and to be in the in the educational aspect of it i think adds to it because you can you can already, you can you can gain a fan base you know any anyway that that's separate but in the sense of, of showing the the value of, of how you can learn from it i think that that goes you know to the next level um, and for baseball fans like like us it's um, you know it's an investment that i think can grow in in many many different ways excellent justin our advice, I think Michael's. My advice to you is
0: to when you have a chance, start working out a deal with Mike, the new owner, to uh, maybe uh talk to him about how you may be able to get a couple percentage ownership there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I never even met the guy, and I'm already I'm already giving up some of his percentage ownership. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, that's fine as long as it's not yours. No, look, I, listen. You're I'm I'm one of the sole owner owner operators, and I. Um, yes, you know what. I feel the need to to add, you know, add some folks at some point because it's it's more than a one man job. It it really is. Oh yeah, I I, yeah, especially and
0: we've talked about this. Everything I'm doing with the podcast and the the website and some other you know blogs and stuff like this full
1: time job, Rick.
0: It's turning into it, so that's why I went nuts hiring people, and I'm really pleased. And I think I put that out with uh, Chris and Morty. James and and, uh, Mike just came on that uh, they've helped me out a lot. So I really, you know, Michael, if you want to talk about that afterwards and where I got uh, the the gentleman who joined my team, uh, we'll discuss it. But uh, guys, I want to say thank you very much for joining Fortress of the Tribe. I wish you guys luck in the season, except when
1: I'm playing you. And um, (laughs) we'll get you back on the show soon. Thank you very much. This was fun, Rick. Thanks Thanks for having me, Rick. This was great.
2: Thanks, Rick.
0: Fortress of the Tribe is brought to you by TrendBond.com. For all your entertainment news, go to TrendBond.com. Decaslides. Slides, decorative covers for your Apple earbuds or Beats headphones. Shop at D E K A S L I D E S dot com. Two two four performance, taking elite training to a whole new level. Visit dot performancecom RC Solutions, professional promotional products at your fingertips. Go to rcsolutions.us, mention rindians.com and receive 10% off. Empire Baseball, baseball, softball, strength training, and college recruiting, all at Empire Baseball. Simply mocktail, take a trip to the islands by going to your refrigerator. Drink Simply Mocktail order on Facebook Fortune of the Tribe is property of MJO Athletics